It's your life. It's your life. It's your life. I'm Sade. Welcome to It's Your Life, where amazing things happen only if you let them. In this podcast, I speak to millennials like myself, young people who are still figuring out their lives while also obsessively planning the next steps. Tune in now. Welcome to It's Your Life, and we are on another episode of the Millennial Mindset Series. Today, I have Darshan Mahabre, and Darshan is a recipient of the 2017 Clinton Global Initiative. He is also a founder of Kick to Change, which is an international non-government organization dedicated to the health education and hygiene awareness, which he founded as an undergraduate student during his time at NYU. Currently, Darshan is a research assistant at the Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, evaluating how healthcare innovations affect patient outcomes. In his free time, he enjoys running, and when he's not burning down his kitchen, he enjoys trying new recipes and listening to Coldplay. Darshan, thank you so much for coming to our episode. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm super excited to have you on, just because I think that a lot of the lessons that you've learned over time and just what sort of transition phase you're in right now can be super relevant to our listeners, no matter what age or sort of demographic they're in right now. Right. I mean, I think the the most important thing is that I can only speak on behalf of my own experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of, I can only speak from a certain perspective and whatever I may say or advise is obviously not always going to be true for everybody. Yes. Right. And and I'm still going through it at the moment. Yeah. So it's kind of weird speaking about issues that I don't even know the answers to as well. So just keep that in the back of your mind, but I'm still excited to talk about it. No, thank you so much for that disclaimer, because I definitely don't want this to seem like, oh, we're speaking for all millennials or for people that are all sort of going into this sort of phase or like have done certain things or appreciate what you're doing. Like it's not exactly going to be the same story applicable to them. So just a disclaimer. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still I'm still low key a mess as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's very important to know because it's like it's not just like, oh, like all these people that are doing such amazing things like yes they are but then it's also like not every area of our lives are going to be great or you know in shape so right 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 yeah always a work in progress yeah i agree (laughs) i totally agree So I mentioned this earlier in your intro about Kick to Change and the work that you do there with health mm-hmm. and sort of that international angle. And right. you started this when you're undergrad. Mm-hmm. And actually remember when you first decided to sort of put this idea right. into motion, into action. By the way, I'm um, sorry to cut you off, but um, there, there, there was a, this is a funny story because when I first started Kick to Change, I, I developed the website myself. Yeah. And I, uh, and Shadi was a close friend at the time and I asked her, I was like, hey, do you mind like checking out this website really quickly? And I was like, like, would you if you had a child, like, would you sign him up to like to for soccer lessons for this? And she she messaged me back. She's like, this looks like a place where I would buy illegal drugs from. <laughs> and I was like, okay, time out. He's, He's like, I need I need I need somebody who knows how to design a website. Like, I I, I kind of figured out my limitation right then and there. So yeah, not a web designer. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely not on the cards for me. Uh huh. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day so vividly. <laughs> We're at the Starbucks. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, Starbucks. I was, totally remember that. Yeah, right I before totally I went to that. Israel, I remember. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I need, I need, to, I need to find another, another person to help me out here. And you did, and, and now did. it looks super legit, right, and right, it's right. registered, and all yeah. of that. So you did all the paperwork, right. and it looks great. Yes, thank so. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're on to something. You're on to something. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> from that moment in Starbucks where you decided to go forward with this idea. Um, yes. what, so what was the inspiration, motivation towards starting your own nonprofit? What was that like at such a young age where you didn't really have, I guess, like all the answers, but you were like, I'm just going to get started and see where this goes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good question. For me, it was kind of two things. One was, uh, I was remember I was trying to join a club uh, at an undergrad where they were somehow making a difference, whether it be, uh, public health with respect to like health hygiene or, or health education in many of these developing countries and you know I went to one of them and yet the the biggest issue that I had with them is that they, they were just too slow on on executing on their plans and it was it was more so just like people talking about shit and then just not doing it mm. and so I was I'm not wasting my time here like it's just not worth it yeah but also when you get to start your own initiative you kind of have your own autonomy with respect to what you want to do and and how you want to go about it absolutely so it was it was the 
it was the influence of that aspect, but also I took a class in public health and I had a great professor at the time who kind of helped me through the process on what should I be looking at or what in my, in my certain position, what could I have the most effect on, mm-hmm. right? And what skills do I have to offer to create that certain change? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of blended soccer, which is, you know, I played yep. the majority of my life to then uh, kind of raising funds through uh, soccer training, soccer development, men's indoor league to then fund a lot of the health initiatives that we have in almost now five different countries in, yeah. in Southeastern Asia. Um, and so that's kind of how it all started. But going back to your question of uh, why, it was more so I, I knew that I wanted to be in, in health care, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to not wait until I finished my education to make a difference. I, if I thought that I knew I could at the moment, I felt like it was, I should. I mean, I don't think I should wait and also, it's a, it's, a, it's a good learning experience because it, it shows you where your weaknesses are and also what you're good at. And so it, it obviously plays its, uh, plays its role and also as you grow and, and decide what you want to do exactly in the healthcare field. And I think you touched on a really great point where you said that you decided not to wait. But for a lot of people, that sort of waiting period where it's kind of like, okay, I don't have enough resources or now is not the right time or right. I have to wait until this happens. How did you sort of find that courage to say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and just see what happens instead of uh-huh. waiting for me to finish undergrad, waiting for me to get into a higher education, right. waiting for me to get into a health professional field and getting more sort of exposure. What sort of propelled you to say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and then just learn along the way? You know, I, I, that's a really good question. I, I couldn't I couldn't say it was myself entirely. It was yeah. more so... To be honest, it was it was my professor at the time. He his name is Dr. Tom Biano. He um, I remember after we finished our public health and health policy class, he was like, "Guys, like just because your kids doesn't mean that you can't uh, play your role in what's going on in the current uh, state of affairs." So he kind of gave me like that nudge almost to be like, "Try it. Like you're so young. If you fail, who cares? Yeah. Like does that yeah. does that really like you're twenty? No, yeah. I, I was twenty. Yeah, twenty when I started. Yeah, twenty. He's like, if you fail, nobody cares. Yeah. No one. The fact that you even tried is more value than saying you haven't tried. Absolutely. And so it, it was him, but also I was around some really great. I mean, I, I was surrounded by some really great individuals, or uh, that are now I now call my friends, who were thinking these really big ideas and yeah. saying like, why not do this? Like, mm-hmm. what are? And when you when you ask why not, it, you literally go through like the logistical steps of like, what is actually in your way, and can you? overcome them like what are the physical barriers in your way and then it's and really- usually when you write them down yeah. and you think about ways to solve those barriers it's a lot easier than you think so mm-hmm. and so it's just you know uh, for me i was i can't i obviously can't give all myself the credit but it was my friends and my professors and uh yeah i guess the environment really is what mm-hmm. uh really gave me that that uh that push off the cliff almost yeah just to, to start it and I love what you said about what are like writing down what those physical barriers are because I think that once we really sort of like materialize what those boundaries, quote unquote, that we put on ourselves are, right. whether it's like emotional or physical or social, we really write it down like, okay, well, now that I've written this down, I can solve this by doing this. And then, right. okay, this barrier doesn't actually exist. And so right. it's like once we sort of really put down like what exactly is stopping me or why do I feel like I have to get to this certain age for this right. to happen, then you right. kind of see, wow, this is something that is achievable. But I think that also I'm in the mindset that once you set your mind on something happening, once you set your mind on what you want into the universe, you just start connecting right. with all these people that want right. to help make it make sense and like yeah. help to make your dream a reality. Or once you start talking to people about your passions, your right. ideas, or putting those steps into motion, yeah. all of a sudden, things to start connecting for the better and for it to work out. Yeah, I think I think a love for whatever you're doing is so contagious. I mean, you can yeah. you can just see when somebody is really into whatever they may be talking about. They can be talking mm-hmm. about coffee, they can be talking about sports, healthcare, yeah. uh, business, whatever it may be, but but when you're around those individuals, it it makes you want to be within their vicinity. Mm-hmm. But also if you could add value to them or even help them out, um, that's kind of how you like develop a good friend group almost or yeah. develop a good support system because yeah. you're with people who aren't negative you're with people who are you know positive and optimistic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so yeah i I totally agree with that 
it's all in the friend group. And then now I really understand that when I was younger, my mom would always want to know who my friends were. Right. Like, you go back, right? And you're like, she's like, don't you ever see, like talk to that guy. Right, I'm like, mom, right. why not? Like, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I don't like that friend. And you're just like, why? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, hey, mom, but he's like really good at soccer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't care. Like, you're not friends with him no more. No friends like, anymore. Right. And now Damn. I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, and then, you know, it's funny because I have younger sisters. And so when I'm with them, I'm like, I don't like that friend. I don't know why, but I just don't. Yeah. And I'm always right. And I think it's an instinct that it's like now that I think we're a little bit older, we get the importance of surrounding yourself with Mm -hmm. people that lift you up and with people that are also doing things in their own respective lanes and in their own fields and careers and aspirations. But I think something magical happens when you have those people constantly around you and like bouncing off ideas. But I think this also means that like, it's not going to be a lot of yes people that are going to be around you. Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, like, no, no, you know, no. Like, yeah, yeah. You need, you, want, you need the no people. No, yeah, but you want people who are just going to be honest with you. I think yeah. that's the biggest trait. Yeah. You want people who are just going to give you the, the real deal. Right, I don't right. Want, I don't want people who are just like, you know, just being like, yeah, you can do anything. <laughs> like, don't don't tell me that. Yeah. Like, I don't want you, I want that. you to tell you tell me what I'm what I suck at. Yeah. Like, like, let me know. Yeah, exactly. We'll also tell you what I'm good at. Exactly. You know? So it kind of reinforces like, your idea of yourself as well so mm-hmm. it's uh it's just refining who you are as you like progress through life almost right yeah because we don't know who we are just yet yeah still figuring i'm out. still trying to figure that yeah, out step by yeah. step and so going sort of bouncing off of that as you progress throughout the years does your source of inspiration not just in your work for kick to change but as you progress throughout your career or different mm-hmm. dreams and things like that what inspires you and what drives you and keeps you motivated and does that Ooh. change uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. To yeah. be honest, I, I mean, I guess there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of things, but I can't give you one answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, one reason that inspires me, I guess, it would just be like my mom. Like she kind of came here. Uh, well, she had me when she was what, 21. She moved to the states when she was 16. Wow. And uh, you know, like when you when you see your mom struggle for like majority of her life. Uh, it, it gives you the incentive to just make something out of yourself because she moved here for a reason. And so her kids didn't have to be farmers like her. Mm-hmm. Both my parents were, were farmers in uh, India at the time. And they're like, and my mom's older sister got, was a nurse. And like, mm. I guess the U.S. was like looking for nurses. Yeah. So like, yeah, come through if you're mm. a nurse. And my, and my mom was like, yo, all my sisters are coming with me. Yeah. And that's like six sisters. Yeah. And like one brother. <laughs> right. It's like a whole like, you know, yeah, gang. Right. And so like, that's like literally like that luck. Yeah. Like when you, when you put things into perspective, like if the United States wasn't looking for nurses at the mm-hmm. time in that specific time period. Mm-hmm. And if my mom didn't have a sister who wasn't a nurse, like I would literally How would be, that have happened? I'd be behind like two oxes plowing fields. Yeah. Right like it's it's yeah. so so when you when you put things into that perspective, I'm like, dude, I'm about to get everything I can out of yeah. this. Like, you know, I'm trying to squeeze everything I can. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I guess that's I guess that's inspiration. I don't I don't really know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't I think have the answer to that. I think it speaks to your core values, if I can speak on that. That it's yeah. more of like the core values, but then your inspiration on a regular basis changes from, I would say quarter to quarter, year to year, month to month, depending on how you're feeling or what is sort of the next thing that's ahead because that just changes just as how things are. Right, I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think um, another aspect is just um, kind of just having the chance to do whatever I want to do. Like, you know, like like I have options living in the United States. Yeah. And that's, that's not the norm in a lot of countries absolutely not and so but keep going no i mean that that's i mean because i was thinking about like sometimes there's a lot of political corruption and so the Mm -hmm. only way to get like your way through is either through money or through connections or through whatever but like here you go based upon merit yeah like how good are you yeah for the most of it yeah for for the most part it's not perfect but it's much better yeah and so and and literally you could almost reach out to anybody Mm. either through social media through like literally just like write an email to yeah. the to the professor that you think is doing great work mm-hmm. they may say no but who cares like yeah. go to the next like mm-hmm. it's just you can't do that in a lot of places absolutely not and so it's like it's yeah you don't really have an excuse yeah it's just do it like just go for it like see what happens <laughs> just go for it like, and if happens. you fail like who cares <laughs> like who literally cares if you fail like 
I think you'd, you'd care more about how someone else views your failure, which is the wrong way to look at it. It's like, mm. how are you now in a better position after your failure to then reach that goal that you're trying to attain? Mm. That's how I view it. I mean, I don't really care if you think I'm a failure. Like, why does yeah. that matter? It's yeah. about what I think about myself. I love that. So that's what matters. I love that because I think we definitely have a tendency to look at people that are our age or sort of as comparisons or measures like, okay, well, looking at sort of like our failures compared to them instead of like you're saying, like my current status to how I was this many months ago or this many years ago or my previous failures and saying, okay, growth has occurred during that time. And it's not something where it's like, okay, well, this person my age is doing this or, you know, in two years I should be at this place. But it's instead... Comparing my present self to my former self and seeing what growth has occurred from that point. How how uh, how do you see yourself doing that often, or do you think you transition from that, or do you still find yourself in that cycle? It's hard because it's like you need like inspiration, right? And so for right, me, right, 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 right. I kind of like look at other people that are doing really cool things or uh-huh. are have done really great things during when they were my age, and I'm kind of like, okay, like wow, that's so cool. Okay, I kind of see what steps they took. Should I be taking the same steps? Should I be looking <laughs> at the same programs? Should I be looking at the same graduate opportunities? Should I be looking at the same career moves? Right. And I kind of have to like pause and stop myself and say, okay, yeah. like. That can be sort of like a vision board or sort of some ideas to put up there, but it's not something that I need to model exactly step by step. Right, um, right. And so that's the balance of like, okay, I'm finding inspiration from these people or things like that. But then it's now I'm kind of like, okay, should I be comparing myself? Right? Where it's like, okay, like, wow, this person was in China for like two years <laughs> doing this really cool work right. and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and now they're working for this really big company and doing this. And I'm just like, damn, like, I thought I was doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah. what are the, like, what am I doing? Or, yeah. you know, like, am I really living my life fully? Right. And it's kind of in this weird stage where I feel like you're in your mid 20s or like early to mid 20s. And there's so much that can happen in this like weird span that is the 20s. Right. And as a millennial, you're like, wow, I could be starting my own venture capital firm right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like yeah. I could be writing a book. Like it's like so yeah. many different things that sort of go into your mind. But again, uh-huh. like you're saying, it goes back to what my current self is and the status of how I am today mm-hmm. compared to what was I doing a year yeah. ago I have a or question, a few though. months ago. What, uh, for the people that do, are, are listening to the podcast, yeah. do, uh, are there ways for them to like contact you? Like, Have you gotten people who contacted you? Yes, I have. What, what, are, what are like the majority of the questions? Most of It's more of relating like more comments and relating to the episodes that I put out, which right. I, then I'm like, okay, this reaffirms why I'm doing this. Or, so, like, I don't, yeah. Yeah. so give me an example of like... Uh, a question that you may see often because I kind of want to like I want to see if I can add value because yeah I, I feel like I'm just talking but I don't know what these yeah. people want to know so for example so I had um By an way, do you have like a name for them you know like people have, like, no I haven't <laughs> you gotta get that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there soon I don't know yet I don't know if that's too corny I might just do it anyway like the Shade um, Squad the Shade Squad like, <laughs> uh, you guys are not we're not doing that. Oh, <laughs> So my first season, I had an episode toward sort sort of, um, I think it was about postgraduate blues, but then mm-hmm. also talking about what to do after undergrad. And right. I got a lot of questions about on Instagram and Twitter about how do I sort of build my personal brand? How do I create my own community outside of undergrad? Personal and, brand as in, oh, as in like themselves. Yeah, themselves. Because oh. I think for so many years, a lot of us have just been in school. And mm. so your identity has been a student. And then when you got into college, you still picked up a few things here and there, but right. you still introduce yourself as I'm a student at this place or right. I'm studying to be this. Mm-hmm. And so you've never thought to think about yourself of, okay, I'm an innovator. I'm a journalist. I'm a comedian. I'm a public health professional. I'm, you know, a science, like, you know, you've never had to think about all these other, I'm an entrepreneur. You've never had to think about all these different titles or ways right. to brand yourself or even branding yourself to different audiences. And so that question came up a lot because I think mm. that once you're leaving that community and that sort of, I guess, comfort or I would say familiarity of being in a university setting or for right. those that are in high school and then sort of branching out to doing their own thing, you don't know how to brand yourself, how to promote yourself, how to redefine yourself, really, because you're not in that college age set anymore and you're not in that space. And so it's kind of like, how am I going to tell my story? How Mm. am I going to connect with others? But what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean tell my story and connect with others? Like, like, give me an example of a scenario that people are 
giving you like the question like of how do I do that? Like, what do you, what do they want to accomplish? So it's it's more in, in in reference to their careers, right? Okay. And so, for example, I had someone who reached out to me who's interested in becoming a journalist. Right. And she's like, so I don't really know the journalism community really well in this area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did some things in undergrad university, but now I'm going out into somewhere where I don't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. It's a new city. How do I sort of promote myself or be able to connect with other journalists or writers? Oh, okay, 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 like okay. That. That's what you're saying. And so okay. it's something like that it's like okay how do i one start building a portfolio two how do i start writing on a more regular basis or contributing to different websites or Uh publications or whatever and then it's kind of like okay what sort of writer what sort of journalist do i want to be Mm -hmm. you know do i want to tell more um guess like narrative stories do i want to tell things that are more specific in different fields do i want to be a science writer like you know like all these different um subfields that you can go into but it's kind of like how do i brand myself right how do i um tell my story of like this is where my background is in this is, these are the interests that i have and this is where i'm going right. um how do you sort of do that and so we don't learn a lot of that when you're in undergrad or when no, you're you in those environments yeah. you learn how to do it when it's right. like in regards to your career quote unquote right. but not in terms of my overall person because you're going to need to tell that story to different people to different audiences right. Yeah, so so what what is your advice to them when they when they ask you that question? Um, it's definitely I'm like I should start doing consulting fees because I'm like this is like just it just it's so you can go so in depth and do such a deep dive hmm. because in one going into what sort of person do you want to be mm-hmm. or what is your sort of longer term trajectory or what are the immediate goals? So mm-hmm. it's like establishing that and what are those milestones look like? Yeah. And then it goes into okay, when you're what sort of circles do you interact with? Because depending on what circle or audience or whatever your story your branding is going to look completely different and how you want to connect with those people is going to look completely different and so it's Mm -hmm. sort of connecting into all these different um i guess areas or sectors or whatever you want to call it Uh um going deeper into how like their career sort of going to look like and then being able to say okay these are the things that you need to do in order to say that you're going to be this type of person or right. or just or if you're still sort of figuring right. it out right. and you don't want to let's not like lie and be like I'm an expert in this right yeah, yeah, like we're not going to do that yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of gray area <laughs> there's a lot of gray area right. and so how do you still promote yourself when you're still figuring it out mm. so it's uh, a very it's a specific, the answer yeah. is very specific to what the person is asking. Okay. Well, okay, so so let me let me give you my take on it then. Okay. If that's the question that you've been asked. Yeah. Is that's like the majority of the questions? Yeah, yeah. I think okay, so so when I first started Kick to Change, I don't know Jack on like what do I do? Where do I start? No. Who do I meet? Yeah. Blah blah blah. So what I did was I literally reached out yeah. to local NGOs and asked them if I could buy them coffee. And ask them whatever questions I wanted on how to start a successful NGO. Mm-hmm. And I'm not it's not to say that my my NGO is successful in terms of I don't know like the WHO or something mm-hmm. like that, but it, it gives you a uh, solid foundation essentially. The the perfect way to almost it's, they give you a template that they have already failed and re uh, remodified, and so you don't make the same mistakes. So I reached out to I'll take for example the Happiness Foundation. Yeah. From Magruder, the, yeah. the the shirts and all that mm-hmm. stuff, the drinking and driving. So I hit him up and I said, his name is Kushal Choksi. I think he's one of the one of the founders. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, hey man, like how do I, um, first of all, build brand awareness? How do I uh, make it so that I can achieve my goals, which are to get hygiene kits and health education in developing countries to children and families to promote better habits so in order to decrease the rates of diarrhea and pneumonia, which are majority of the causes, mm-hmm. and you, which are easily preventable through yeah. hygiene, which is buying right. the right kits, shampoo, mm-hmm. sh- uh, soap, toothpaste, to all the, all the good stuff, and uh, but also teaching them how and when to wash their hands is very yeah. important, right? And so uh, these are things that don't cost much, but yeah. you need to get them to the to the people who need it. And so first he told me was that for you can't execute on that plan unless you have some type of capital to this is true to back it up right and so he kind of said the first thing you need to worry about is not your mission actually is to scale your business is to mm-hmm. actually bring in revenue and i was like that he's like that's first and foremost N- none of this matters unless you're able to whatever you know do mm-hmm. that so this is kind of going off topic but i think whatever whatever industry or whatever field you're interested in literally just hit them up either through 
email through uh, I don't know social media now mm-hmm. or just LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. and um, just express your interest and uh, and whatever that is that you're that you're interested in knowing, and and be honest that you're that you're a novice and that you want to know more about what it means to be that professional or that person that you're reaching out. And uh, I think I think you'd get a lot of you'd be surprised by how many people reach back out to you, or at least give you an advice through email. They don't have to meet you in person, but they will give you. They say, "Hey, check out this book. Hey, hey, uh, look at this person, or I don't know, something like that." But there, people are a lot. I think people are underrated. They'll they'll, they'll help you out when they can, mm-hmm. and uh, you just can't be afraid to, to be the first one to reach out. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I think I got like I don't know. Like, like 20 rejections and like yeah. two like or i'll meet you but then those that's two, fine those, like, those two made a difference yeah absolutely so I'm and here you that. are still standing with the nonprofit that you started and it didn't fail or you know right. you, you've definitely went through a lot of reiterations and, yeah okay this time we're gonna do this or like more recently you're like okay i think i'm gonna change this a little bit more yeah but i think had you not reached out and sort of gotten that it would have been maybe like right six, be, you it's know like I mean? it's like trying to like steer a ship with no map it's like what are you doing yeah like, you're gonna die at sea. or no crew right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like right. what are you doing dude? I'm gonna do this by myself yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you you need help like, <laughs> you need help i don't care who you are like yeah. you need people to guide you in the right direction yeah i, mean, I don't know i don't know that. unless like you're einstein I don't yeah know, but yeah but you gotta know that, yourself you, you know? got that's the thing you gotta know who you are mm-hmm. like you gotta know what you suck at and just be like okay i need someone to help me out with this yeah because yeah you're not the best web designer and Thank, so you got thanks one, for reminding me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the update. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, actually reaching out. Just like you said, for every 20 rejections <laughs> that you get, you'll get two and those two will make a difference. Yeah, and yeah. Admitting that you're a novice and you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, it's I a game think, of numbers, to be honest. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. But I think being honest with it and using that as sort of like your point to say, okay, who do I need to reach out to? I don't have enough information on this. Do I need to read some books on this articles or is this something else I can get through another channel? Like how are the ways for this to become more reality? Because I think it's once you develop that community of like mentors or just one contact references where you've only talked to them one time, but you got all the information that you needed. Yeah. It's going to go somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, just pull your resources. Right. So so the reason why I'm doing this type of research at, at Hopkins right now is because I can have the chance to learn from some of the greatest at what they do. And that can help me then implement better programs into my NGO to actually make a meaningful impact, right? I mean, I think you could you can give out these kits, you can get, teach them, but like how like three months later, how many of them are actually following it? Mm. And so you gotta so the fact that you gotta be you gotta surround yourself with individuals who are who you see yourself as becoming, and then taking the goods from those interactions and then using them. On whatever, either implying those character traits to yourself or using it for advancing yourself in a certain career. I think that's because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you just don't. You if, don't. If you don't have the uh, exposure or the people to talk about issues that are on a deeper level. Yeah. Right? Like, you're essentially, so when you reach out to someone, you're essentially getting 15 years' experience in the field. Yeah. That's 15 years of knowledge. Yeah. Like, being given to you be given to you yeah which is you know luck like so for like what to buy them a four dollar cup of coffee yeah. i'll take that it's worth it i'll take that it's worth it you know like, yeah like, shoot. i'm gonna shoot him. get a chocolate croissant too like i don't care like whatever you want like the fact exactly. that you're here talking to me like i i'm so grateful for that yeah, yeah. and probably the same amount of knowledge than doing like a 500 dollars master class or something that's what i'm saying like, like dude i'm getting 15 years of like yeah some of the some of the greatest minds in their fields for yeah. $8. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, but obviously don't look at it like that. Right. I mean, that's probably not the best way to look at it, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah still. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. By the way, be, be kind too. Like, don't, like, be, be a good person. Uh, no one, I don't think anybody, I've never gotten ahead by being malice or treating people, uh, like, in a, in a rude way. No matter who you meet, just, I don't know. You never, you never know who, you never know how like things play out. So just, just be kind. I think that's what people need to. Yeah, a lot of kindness. We're missing that right now. To be honest, yeah. oh my a God. lot of we're missing some it's, empathy and kindness yeah. right now in our society. So like, just be nice. Yeah, I don't know how, how to explain it. Simple empathy. Yeah. You got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that as millennials, one of the many traits and things that are put out there about us 
is that we want to get to where we're supposed to be quote unquote now and like there's very little like time that we have and so we're trying to like decrease <laughs> right. the amount of wait time and jump right. to the place and you know as soon as possible yeah. and um i think that you are an example of sort of being able to enjoy the process and understanding why every season is there so it's right. like for that first year starting that nonprofit. okay there's going to be a lot of different changes we're going to be making and things right. that are going to work out and are not and so it's like understanding that you're not going to be to that like WHO or UNICEF or whatever mm -hmm. that level in right. year two. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that it takes a lot right. of iterations and patience and pulling those resources to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, but, but don't don't get don't get things twisted. I mean, uh, people, everyone has their demons that they deal with. Yeah. You know, whether it be like their insecurity about a certain mm -hmm. aspect of themselves or you know things didn't go a certain way. But I think you just got to... Uh, Actually, I don't even know the answer to that. Uh, That's okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Either what I do is like I go for my runs. Yeah. And it kind of just like takes me away from the issues and kind of like refocus back on what's the next best move. Mm. You know, sometimes it's not great to like, actually, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because you can think a 10-year plan and none of that turns out the way it does. Yeah. And then you get disheartened, and mm -hmm. then you're like, wait, am I a loser? Yeah. Like, but it's not the case. Like, everyone has their own timetable. Everybody has certain circumstances, mm -hmm. different experiences, different upbringings, different mm -hmm. people in their lives that affect their overall outcome. Yeah. And so you, you just got to figure out a way to just, to be honest, like, just stay positive and uh, have, a, have a certain support group. And um, I, to be honest, just keep going forward. Like, just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. The, 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 the hardest question, though, is... is, uh, is how do you know when to keep at something and how do you know when to quit? Because mm. there has to, like, there is a line. There is a line. Like, how do you know the difference? Wow. Like, where do you, where do you know when to stop? I don't even. When do you know to keep pushing? Like, it's such a tough decision yeah. for me. I, and it's so specific and individual. Yeah. I tried looking this up, like, in like, yeah. research articles. Were you successful? No. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think like, research being no. done anymore. But I think, I think uh, someone told, I think someone told me, Oh, no, I was reading some article. I forgot what it was. It was like, you have to be, first of all, it's weird because people tell you like to, like to dream big, but you also be, have to be pragmatic. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, it's such a weird dichotomy. It's, mm. it, it, I don't know. I don't know the answer. It, it's very much, I guess, just knowing like your strengths. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, I don't, I don't know. I think answer. knowing yourself is definitely but the also core knowing, of that. Also so. knowing what you suck at. Like, what, yeah. what are you really bad at? Like, yeah. probably don't. Try to be the best at what you suck at. Yeah. Like, I probably shouldn't be. I probably shouldn't strive to be like a web designer. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, if you know that it's. But not, like, what if you, you love know. it so much, though? Like, what if you? What if you love web designing so much? But the thing is that, like, if you love something so much and you realize that maybe you're not good at it, it's kind of like okay. Let's sort of write this down. Is it because I'm not, you know, pulling in the right resources? I'm not getting the right training. I'm doing my hardest best. And it's in all three of those and you're still doing your best and you're trying at it, then Listen, I don't I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. I'm not gonna answer that question. But here's the thing, like but... if somebody enjoys doing something, then I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, as long as it doesn't harm others. If I see you like... suffering doing something that you hate then, then maybe like you should rethink things. It's like you're suffering and you're unhappy. Yeah. It's like then not maybe you should it. rethink things. Like yeah. maybe that's not the best avenue. Yeah. But listen, yeah. if you love, mm, I don't know. It, like if you love, but you're kind of failing a lot. Yeah. At least you love it. At least it gives you some type of joy. I guess. So that's a question yeah. that I don't have. I think, but I think you make a good point about yeah. knowing yourself and being honest and real with yourself, and that's always something that you can do that you can't listen to a podcast you can't read a book on it like you really have to like center yourself and figure that out for yourself to figure out what the next step is because no one else is going to tell you hey you know this you need to stop or you can keep going or whatever it has to be real start starting to be real with you yeah yeah, yeah i think it, it literally all starts like with your mental yeah so you got to take care of that first and foremost yeah that's yeah no answers, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I didn't add any value. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I couldn't help you out. <laughs> no, no. Helping out a lot of people. So, like, what's, like, another question that you, you get a lot of? 
So I actually did. I the second most popular episode I've had in first season was. I'm about to beat that. What's, what, what's, <gasps> this what's, episode's about to be the next one. Yeah, I'm okay, about to be the new, the new high okay, episode. Okay, yeah, definitely. Who, who's who's so, the, the the high episode? <laughs> it was me. Uh, um, oh shit. And- <laughs> Well, I'm about to beat so, you now. <laughs> yeah. So one of the last episodes, I did discuss sort of the post-grad blues and the process after graduation and what happens next and what that transition of post-grad is like. And mm. I actually got a lot of feedback like from Texas and Instagram and Twitter. And people were like, I'm just so glad that you talked about this and this is more in the forefront. And uh, oh, I, I felt like this for like a few months out of graduation or I didn't really know what this feeling was. And thank you for putting a name on it. Right. Um... I don't know if you experienced something similar, but that was such a popular episode. And I kind of was like, okay, it's either this is something that a lot of people that graduated, graduate, undergrad are feeling, or it's a bigger conversation that needs to be had on mental health and like sort of yeah. access to that. Because for me, I am so comfortable talking about mental health. I have been in therapy for probably the past four or five years. And yeah. so I'm very comfortable speaking about that and the different issues that I deal with, but other people, it may not be the same, mm-hmm. but then also what happens after the post-grad sort of transition is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's a redefining that community building, especially if you move to a different location, building a whole new community, right. finding out all the things that bring you joy and pleasure that are no longer in the same sort of vicinity as they once were. Not all of your friends are in the same area or the things that you like to do. So it's a lot of rebuilding right. on that part. And so people sort of find that transition very, very difficult. No, I mean, dude, mental health is real. Yeah, Like that stuff real. is, uh, it could really be detrimental. I think Absolutely. I was reading some type of a uh, report of saying like how uh, right now it's, you know, BC is the number one like uh, public health issue, but then by I don't know what age, but like depression and mental health is going to be, you know, the number one factor affecting individuals yeah, in the United States. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's something that people are there's still it's still a stigma behind it. Yeah, you know, and it, and it sucks. There's either a stigma or the only time the conversation gets back open again is when there's a celebrity that passes away via suicide or something like that, where suddenly we open the conversation. It's a pattern, and I see it every time where yeah, it's like when gun I know, right, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. we won't talk about it until it happens. Right. And a celebrity or someone that's widely known will commit suicide, and then there will be a lot of publications about, you know, speak to someone, um, calling the suicide hotline, check in on your friends, and then it dies down. And then something else happens and then it comes back up again. And then, you know, so it's like this cycle that we're on instead of saying, hey, if you are going through a really rough time, talk to your therapist. Or if there's some childhood traumas that you haven't dealt with, you should probably start figuring out ways to unmask that. You know, it's not just depression, anxiety, but there's PTSD. There's so many, there's bipolar disorder. There's so many different things that affect the state of your well-being. And we only sort of keep it in this silo of like depression, anxiety, or quote unquote mental health. When you think, you think it's, it's so broader, much larger. It's this huge umbrella. It's this huge umbrella. And right. we still don't have as many honest conversations. I've definitely seen that mm. tide change a lot more, thankfully, where I think there's a lot more conversations that are being more open about it. And it seems like there's a lot more initiatives. New York um, public school system actually just implemented talking about mental health and suicide awareness into their public health curriculum, which is amazing. That's a big step for edu- education system. Yeah, that's great. Um, should that be replicated across the U.S.? Absolutely. Do other countries do that? I'm not sure. I don't have the research on it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that's the beginning of actually having sort of this institutionalized change around the conversations of mental health where the first time we're realizing it within our own lives is when someone close to us passes away by committing suicide. Yeah, it's it's so unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so so people do ask you questions about like yeah. thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. It, and that was a very very uh, popular episode. So what I mean what because it's tough. Like what uh, what what do you recommend people who are going through that as like a way to get over? It? Like what what's like the next best step? Because I don't think, think I don't think for, for, if you're dealing with something like that, I don't think you should think about like your ten year plans. I think mm-hmm. you should think about like like today. Like how can I just yeah. be good What's today? What's my one week plan? <laughs> like and like what's happening? It, like, I'm not yeah. too familiar with it, but like do you do you think about do you think it's like best if you just set small goals and just achieve them? Does that help, or is it just 
I think in cases like this, where out for is there a spectrum, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really have the. There's definitely a spectrum. Um, and disclaimer, I'm not a mental health professional, so yeah, I'm me not, neither. Yeah, like, me neither. Yeah, I don't we're know. just a couple of twenty year olds, you know, figuring it out. A couple yeah. millennials figuring it out. Um, so <laughs> in regards to sort of post grad blues, I think one is acknowledging what you're going through because that's sort mm-hmm. of the first step. The second, like you re-referenced about the goals that you have. It's about still having those larger goals in place that, okay, I want to do this in five years or have this goal accomplished in the next three years. But like you're saying, having those sort of checkpoints that, okay, what new hobby am I going to be picking up? Or what are the, these are the issues that I'm dealing with. Oh, I feel isolated and alone. How can I combat that? Does that mean getting more in touch with my friends and checking in on them? Does that mean opening up to the community that I'm in right now, seeing what's happening in the area? Um, So if I feel isolated, what are the ways to combat that? Two, I feel as though I don't really understand. I don't feel comfortable in my workplace or Mm -hmm. I don't really have understanding of what's going on in my job. I felt like an undergrad, I had a handle on things. I now just feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Who are the advocates that are going to be with you in your career at your workplace? Who are the people that you can reach out to as whether it's like your yeah. buddies or your mentors, whatever, your coaches that are going to help you throughout yeah. to make that to make that new job not feel as bad or not feel or that big company not feel so big. Right. Um, you know, whatever the third thing is, OK, I don't feel like I have an idea of what's happening in my life financially. I feel like I'm finally making money and I still don't have a grasp of my financial standing. OK, what are the resources I need to look up? Do I need to go on financial diet? Do I need to listen to Dave Ramsey? Do mm-hmm. I need to start, you know, do I have an accounting system for um, being able to process how my paycheck goes? What are my financial goals? So it's being able to right. break that down and say, okay, is this more social? Is this professionally? Is this financially? Is this emotionally? That's a good point. And then yeah. developing solutions for that. And even if even that Just feels, developing a plan. Developing just just a plan. write down a plan to get over whatever it may be. Exactly. I think that might be a good thing. But I think even that, sometimes it's so, that's too overwhelming for someone to right. think about, yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah. can be so much. And I think that is when you really have to feel comfortable reaching out to people and accepting the help that's being given to you because sometimes people are reaching out and you don't want to take the help or they might feel as though they don't know how to reach out to you. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to admit like I suck at this or I don't feel comfortable or whatever it is. Um, It's completely okay because that's the step of being able to create that future and that life that you want. But if you're not honest with yourself, results can't happen as quickly as you may want yeah yeah i mean see i don't it's, it's a very tough place to be yeah and we all go through it yeah we absolutely. may not be honest about it um yeah. and i think that's where a lot of people our perceptions like for me so like if i if i see myself getting down mm-hmm. i just kind of like use all of my mental emotion yeah into just going the opposite way and the only way mm. i do that is that i just put things into perspective and that yeah. helps for me mm. i you know that's just what i do yeah you know and that's because for me it's like oh yeah i could i could literally be just be a farmer right now yeah or like it's like oh uh i'm in a country where i get to literally choose mm-hmm. whatever pr- profession i want to go into yeah and but, but that's what works for me and yeah. people are all different people have different i'm saying we're so complex as human beings. Mm-hmm. It is the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. And so it's there is no one pill or one formula for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. That, knowing yourself. Yeah, I guess knowing yourself, really. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to not know that and start to be starting that process now. But yeah. you definitely, it's good to start warming up to that idea and untapping that because I think that is at the root of all these solutions right. because a lot of these things are customized individualized and for specifically you see i've assumed that yeah that makes more sense not everything's a blanket that's what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. it can't be if you think about it it can't be there's no way we're so unique so individual yeah Yeah. our situations are so specific what i would do on a regular basis i don't think anyone else would ever do that's what i'm saying and so it's like or how i approach things people are like no you're crazy like it works for me so that's all that matters yeah 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 i mean I hope that added value. I think so. I think so. Yo, let let me let me know if that added value. Like, how do they know if like? Sound off on Twitter, guys. Like, oh, at Shade Ayende. Is that it? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or they'll just leave me a bad review. Like, oh, that, that <laughs> no. episode sucked. Like, I mean, like, yo, if it's a bad guy... review, let me know. If you, if you really think, like, I want to know. I want to know. But I do think this is gonna yeah. be the best. Is this second season? Yes, yeah, second season. I think I'm gonna be the highest 
Wow, guys. Wait, what do you call it? Viewership or yeah, views? listeners? Listeners. Views, yeah. I think I'm gonna be the highest listeners for sure. <laughs> I do. Let's see. So I'm probably gonna report back like in four months and see how things go. <laughs> yeah. How many how many episodes are in season two? <laughs> like how many people um, do you have to go head to head with? I think it's you gotta go head to head with I think six other people. Oh, I got this. Okay. Yeah, I got this. I got this. In the bag. Yeah. I was gonna we say I was gonna this. say top five. It was, whole, it was like twenty. But like if it's six, I, I'm. Easily. Yeah, I got this. All right. So how, 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 do, how do we give them more value? Like, what's another question they ask? <laughs> like, what, what else do they want More to value. Um, in this whole sort of podcast and the theme of it is living yeah. a life in color, living boldly. What is your approach to living a bold life? Oh, uh, what do you mean by bold? Just like kind of pursuing your own ideations or pursuing your goals confidently walking in your own self and working towards whatever goals or things like that but living life boldly you're not hiding who you are you okay, aren't okay. you know insecure like okay yeah, yeah, of course yeah. we're all insecure but you know you're walking yeah. boldly in yourself and your being and yeah i mean okay that's a good question um i think okay so what's helped me is that literally i don't judge myself if I fail, like, I just don't do it. I, mm. I, all I say is like, okay, let's pivot. Let's wow. go. Like, let's, let's, I, I'm not, I do not, I do not spend time thinking about how like, <laughs> I need to learn from you. How I like, how I like burned in flames in my, yeah. in my cause I'll, I'll tell you one, one, never mind. Actually, <laughs> I, actually, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay. So like my, my freshman year of college, I reached out to a professor and I was like, I was like, Hey, like I want to work on your research team. This is at Cornell, so like, yeah. I'm in Maryland. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was like, hey, can I set up a meeting with you to see if we can like discuss like a research mm-hmm. internship? And me and my dad drove during the winter from Maryland to, to Cornell. upstate New York. To Cornell, right? Which is already freezing yeah. in the and winter. And mind you this, like I, I, have, I haven't, I've taken bio one-on-one. Right. That was Like it. minimum. That was it, right? Yeah. And I'm asking this guy, like, hey, like, can, can I join your research lab? Oh my and God. And I, like, I was like, I love, I love reading your paper. <laughs> And then I go up, I meet this guy, and uh, I forgot his name, but it's all right. We don't need to put it out there. And like, there. this how much of a newbie I was, okay? Yeah. I was like, I walk into his office, and I'm like, wow, did you read all these books? And I'm like, oh, yo, but, but looking back, but looking back, yeah. looking back, yeah. I'm like, dude, you just shot your, like, your chances to the ground mm-hmm. by my first sentence. I mean, he sat me down. He was so polite. He was yeah. so polite. And I remember walking through his research lab. He was telling me like what he does. Yeah. First of all, I mispronounced like his his paper title, right? Because oh like God. in Bio One Hundred and One, they don't teach you how to read like. Right. Well, actually, no, they teach you how to read. But <laughs> I'm saying there, there's terms that I was mispronouncing, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, so for for any of you bio people out there, like Drosophila, I used to, I used to say Drosophila. <laughs> And so, like, I told him. I remember. I'm, what is, is that? Like, it's a, fly, it's a fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. You do research. On, okay. You try to figure out stuff and whatever you want to mm-hmm. research. And so, I was like, "Hey, I read your Drosophila paper on," and then, and then it wasn't until he said, "Oh, my Drosophila uh, oh my research God. is based upon," and I was sitting there just like sweating bullets. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh crap!" I'm like, "Dude, this is." This is not what I expected, oh right? God. And like, remind you of this, like my dad's outside waiting, right? Right. The, the conversation took 15 minutes. So what happened was he recommended two books for me to read and because uh, I didn't have enough research experience to join his lab. And uh, and so I essentially left the left the meeting after 15 minutes, okay? For how long was that ride? The, the <laughs> ride was, so, I, dude, I don't know, it was like six hours. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? And so, and like, I don't even know why my dad even like, agreed. Like he took the work off that day. Oh my god! Yeah. No, and I he was didn't. like, yeah, it was like he I was remember. Like, my I remember. My son wants to go do this it was research. Wednesday at eleven. Oh my god! It was a Wednesday at eleven, and then and this professor probably didn't even know you were driving up. Like he just is just no. like, like. Well, no, he knew I was from I was from University of Maryland. Okay. Like, he knew okay. that. And then he literally fifteen minutes. I'm out, and he's like, yeah, but thank you for coming. And then I was just like, damn, like if you could bomb. Like that was like the bombs the of bombs. Bomb, it was right. the worst. And then my dad's like, how'd it go? Now I'm like, <laughs> we can just go back to Maryland. <laughs> like, oh you're ready to drive God. back to Maryland? And he's like, what, that's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. And then I'm like, oh my wowzer. So, so, but then I remember like, I was like, okay, fine. But at least like I know more now than I did before. And yeah. I, and I wasn't like, wow, you're so dumb and you're yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Like this negative self-talk mm. needs, to, needs to stop. Like you got to. Because had you, I can imagine like as a freshman 
figuring yeah. it out in that field, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just bombed my one opportunity. You just kind of go yeah, into yeah. this clout and of like, yeah, you gotta you know. you understand like there's, you have to live in a place of like there's other opportunities. Absolutely. You know, and like you can't, I can't be. And this is not an excuse at all. No. But like my parents didn't know anything about college. They didn't no. know anything about research or yeah. science. So like, I'm walking in there like you know, like, like look at all these books, like. <laughs> Look at, you read all the books like, like, like oh my god and so but then I, I remember I was like but hey like now I know yeah like how to now I've been pushed in an avenue that is more suited for my goals yeah you know and people need to look at that and mm-hmm. people need to look at things that they really are bad when they really mess up like look at it in a certain light that's beneficial not negative mm. there's always good in, in some type of uh, there is. Uh, I don't know. There is. Some setback that you have. Yeah. You just got And I, I think it's a much more easier way to live life. Yeah. Like, imagine just being pessimistic all the all time. All the time. It gets to you, obviously. Like, that's, that must cause mental health. Yeah, absolutely. You have, to, you have to be... You have to have a good self-talk about yourself. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta believe... Yeah. I, I needed that word because I so often... I'm so hard on myself sometimes that I'll go into this internal dialogue where yeah, I'll just sort of go back and forth and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. this had happened, this wouldn't be like this or right. going or playing conversations over in my head. Right. And until it's like, okay, stop, pause. But I think, like you're saying, how can we pivot from this? Mm-hmm. It's such a better way to think about things. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying that there's other opportunities and whatever area that it is that yeah. there are other opportunities and by the way like people also like even if you do fail they respected the fact that you even made an effort yeah like absolutely. they really do and usually they're out to help you if you do yeah, fail absolutely yeah and so they don't even look at you in a, in a negative light they're like oh he just has to improve yeah that's it that's okay he just has to get better yeah. all right well word help me out how yeah. do i get better right and then you do that and then you're in a better position there but to go. be like okay this isn't for me i'm a failure i'm a loser come on who does that help yeah not definitely, you. Def, definitely not you. Right. You know, so you could even go backwards. And so that's that's how I kind of work my way through those situations. Yeah, and live, keep living a bold life. I don't know about bold, but... Something I mean, like that. I'm just trying to, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make it, huh? Yeah, I'm just trying to do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think that's pretty bold. Yeah. Are there any last words or last lines that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, do people usually give out last lines? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if you have any questions about what I'm doing or uh, uh, anything about, I don't know, my experience, you're welcome to email me at, uh, you just like, do you send them out or should I just tell them? You can Who's going to remember that? It's uh, D-M-M-A-H-A-B-A-R-E 18 at, like, 18 at gmail.com. So, awesome. you, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, like, if I can, yeah. and I'll be honest if I can't help you, but yeah. if I can, uh I'm welcome to questions about NGOs, healthcare, or uh, visit kicktochange.org. Yeah, sure. If you if you want to, I mean, yeah, if you yeah. want to visit and see what my NGO is doing, you're welcome to go to kicktochange.org. Mm. But if you just want to reach out to me uh, personally, just email me. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I can answer any questions that you think I'd be helpful in answering. Awesome. Yeah. But other than that, just like yo, do you have fun doing it? Mm. Um, surround yourself with good people, uh, eat healthy, exercise. <laughs> what else? Floss? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's important. <laughs> Floss, uh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, and just like, just be kind to yourself and others. I love that. That's it. Thank you. Absolutely. It was fun. Awesome. All right, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Millennial Mindset. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the newest season of It's Your Life. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and share with others. And always remember, it's your life.